to another episode of the Two Idiots Podcast. I'm Reg. I am Randy. <laughs> all these pauses all the time. I know, right? This episode is brought to you today by Stonebridge Auto. Reg, what do you like about Stonebridge Auto? Well, first of all, they're nearby. Located at the corner of Stonebridge Crossing and Highway 12. That always helps. In Steinbeck, Manitoba. They also have a large selection of used cars, trucks, SUVs. Man, they could probably get you a snowmobile, a quad. Who knows? Dude, they got everything. Yeah. Find them. Go see these guys. Go find them. These guys, they got got 45 reviews on Google, 4.8 out of 5. Come on. That's better than us. Come on. That's a hell of a lot better than us. (laughs) Nobody reviews us on Google. Uh, <laughs> uh, these guys have a full service shop. They give you competitive rates. And hey, just for listening to us, you're going to get five bucks off any oil change as long as you mention the podcast when you go pay. That's fantastic. That's great. I don't get five bucks for anything. No, me either. So that's great. Get so five bucks off. You listen to dummies like us, and you're getting money off a freaking oil change. Go find a new car. They got a whole lot full. Get five bucks off your oil change. Mention the two idiots. They'll hook you up. Find them. It's going to be awesome. This episode is also brought to you by Cat Weeb at Sandals Day Spa and Hair, also in Steinbeck. Randy, have you ever been there? I haven't been to Sandals, but I can't say that I have seen Cat many times. <laughs> I've gotten many manicures, many pedicures. Probably to her behest, but <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm sure she didn't enjoy doing any of that stuff. But she's a trooper. She's uh, one of the best estheticians that I've ever seen, and being married to one, I've seen lots of them. Uh, she is outstanding, professional does good work, and she's offering you, for listening to the show and asking for her, she gives you 15 bucks extra for free on services, pedicures, facials, waxing. She'll that give you 15 bucks extra. is one hell of a deal. It is. It is. Um, I don't know how hairy your chest is, but she'll rip it all off and give you 15 extra bucks. My chest is very hairy. I'm starting to get the angel wings on the back, uh, so I'm thinking of getting those bad boys removed. <laughs> and if I do, I'm going to see Cat Weed. She will hook you up. She'll rip all that off. She claims it's pain-free. I think it hurts, but her clients seem to enjoy it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but definitely get in there quick because uh, she's in high demand. Right now. <laughs> this episode is also brought to you by Darren Mondor of Royal LePage Riverbend Realty. Randy, do you like your house? I do like my house. And you know what? I wonder what my house is worth sometimes. And if you're wondering what your house is worth. You should go see Darren Mondor. You should. He sold one of my houses that I thought would not sell, acting as though I have more than one house. Our, our <laughs> you first rich man, you. <laughs> oh, our first place, he he managed to sell very quickly. He's professional. He does a hell of a job. Um, he's located locally. He works within Winnipeg and southeastern Manitoba, so he'll uh, he'll hook you up. And Darren's a three-time President's Gold Award winner. I've never won a President's Gold Award, but Darren has three. Me either, and they sound... Like very the highest honor you can have <laughs> in real estate. Yeah, it doesn't get much higher than that. I don't think as so. As far as we know. So go see him, man. <laughs> you want to sell your home? You're looking for a home? Go see him. Yeah, he will hook you up. Like I said, he's local. He's great. Does everything right, we think. <laughs> <laughs> as far as we know, he's a very good man. Exactly. Go find him, folks. We have two guests this week uh, here in the, what do we call it, the India, uh, Indian, the, <laughs> the, the Idiot Dungeon? <laughs> the Indian, yes, the, the Indian, Indian Dungeon. No. <laughs> the, uh, the Cornhole, as it was dubbed in one of our previous episodes. <laughs> yeah. So welcome to the Cornhole, boys. Uh, introduce <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> Who do we have here? I'm Pat. I'm Blaine Penner. Wonderful. Welcome, guys. Um, if there's any delays, people that are listening, they're using one mic, so you know, keep that in mind. <laughs> it should be fine. Um, anyway, so these guys are... Are you both current members of the Eastman Humanist Society? Is that what it's? Society? 
uh, Eastman Humanist Community. Community. Yeah, yeah oh, we okay. wrestled with that word. We weren't sure what to call ourselves. We <laughs> association, I don't know, whatever. Right, Community sure. sounded the most friendly uh, and yeah. inclusive yeah. and actually what we're about. That, that's good. Well, but yes, we both are. Blaine's okay, on the executive. Oh, with suit and tie. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Um, on that, um, kind of expound on that. What What are you guys about? What What is humanism, guys? Let's uh, Let's do something vague here. <laughs> well, humanism is a lot of things. It's one. It's science and logic and reason to do do to live the best we can. Okay. Can mean a many. It probably means many different things to many different people. That's fair. Right. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if okay, you had to like elevator pitch humanism, <laughs> well, what would be the quick spiel to be like, hey, come check us out? Yeah. Using science, logic, and reason to do be the best or the kindest we can be to everyone. Okay. Without any superstition or involved. Right. That's fair. I mean, because I think that's one thing I'd looked up uh, basically that, yeah, human, humanism was, was roughly um, kind of just promoting humanity you know without the need of of dogma or um religion i guess mm-hmm. and, um, or at least maybe not promoting humanity is it is that kind of the point or is that um yeah kind of yeah i mean it's because i'm sure that that steps on a lot of people's toes to say that we're promoting humanity <laughs> 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 i don't know um yeah okay so <laughs> with uh living where we live <laughs> yeah uh, well, I guess let's start back on when when did this start the Eastman Humanism community? I can maybe speak on that. the The start of it for our area, Eastman, was the summer in the city. The Winnipeg Ham Group, H A A M. Okay. They came out. They had a booth, and the locals in the area came by, both humanist and non. Um, got some information and there was somebody collecting phone numbers, emails of people interested in the community and joining the community. Right. And ah. so with the collection of those emails, I was part of that small group that met for the first time to talk about starting our own, not a branch, but our own version right. yeah. of a humanist group in the Steinbach area. That's right. cool. Yeah. Cause yeah, I remember it stood out to me when we first, well, I forget what year that I would have first seen it. Uh, at least a couple of years ago at Summer in the City, I saw the booth and I was like, well, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wonder how that's going. Um, I guess you wouldn't have experience with their first one, but I guess the following years you kind of just kind of well, did your own booth? Well, up until this year, we were doing it together with the Winnipeg group. Oh, So we okay. just have a few people from our group joining and representing right. and mm-hmm. meeting familiar faces Um and being familiar faces to the people in the community. Sure. So, yeah. Right. And now this year was the first year we ran it on our own. Okay. How did that go? It's good. It's yeah. always good. I've been there <laughs> volunteering, I think, three years in a row. And um, I love it. I like the challenge of thinking critically with people. Right. Um, being a bit of a, um, an ambassador of sorts. If you and a bit of a lightning rod at the same yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I was saying, like, when, when you're running that booth, like, do you, is there anyone that actually comes up and, like, challenges you guys Probably on this? Absolutely. Or do they just, or do you just kind of get the side <laughs> eyes and then, and then they're out of there? We I have, think someone was doing it when we, because I mean, we, we could back up a little bit at, at our Summer in the City episode. We, we ducked into and that's when we met Blaine and, and kind of got some pamphlets from mm-hmm. you guys. Um, and so even I think at the time when we were at the booth, I think there was someone, uh, I don't know if confronting or, or having a discussion with someone at the time, I think. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that's not uncommon. 
for the most part, people are friendly, but we do have a few people that will be on the peripheral and they, uh, they'll, they'll yeah. come as close to us as they're comfortable <laughs> right. and then just give a stink eye yeah. and circle and circle. And sometimes really? they'll sit on a bench and wait and we're watching them <laughs> and I'm pointing them out and I'm like, guys, guys, those yeah. people, they're on their way here as soon as they have the nerve. Yeah. And I bet they're not going to have nice things to say. <laughs> sometimes I'm right. Sometimes I'm wrong. Yeah. But other times and most of the time we have great people coming by both religious or non yeah. and and we just talk and sometimes it turns into a bit of a debate other right. times it's like oh i'm so glad you guys are here here's my number can mm-hmm. i join and everything in between that's interesting fantastic i was gonna it's probably the worst thing we heard this last year somebody you can go a little bit closer if you want somebody somebody walked by and i guess they stopped in front of a booth and they're looking at it and they when they realized what it was, they said, oh, that's nasty. <laughs> uh, how, how old would you say this person was? Um, I'm not sure because I wasn't actually there. Oh, yeah, because I wonder if, if the... Because um, I think on... on I think uh, religiosity, I think, is, is starting to wane. Or maybe not wane, but it's it's decreasing, or at least church membership, all this is, whatever. So I, I'm kind of curious whether the person who said that was, say like a middle-aged somebody or right. a young person because around here it's not like really a good sample <laughs> because <laughs> everybody sort of is still uh, staunchly religious, uh, which is fine. Be whatever you want to be. That, that's okay, but I'm not going to go around calling people nasty. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, what, what's the, do any, uh, I don't know, any interactions with people come to mind like uh, specifically that, that you had to deal with? Um, there's one person that, comes there and preaches kind of oh really it's it's a little bit annoying because it's not a discussion it's a preach uh mm-hmm. yeah and then there's some there were some apologists that came there and apologists go uh describe to me what that what that means apologists uh christian apologists they well they have a very interesting or twisted way of bringing their logic to um i don't describe it quite but to bring their logic or the christian logic and they always keep um pulling up new stuff and kind of switching the subjects and you know they uh-huh. and then that they always kind of claim that we can't know we can't know enough to claim that there isn't a god so there has to be a god kind of uh, right okay okay yeah interesting uh i i personally don't think that's the case um and I think it's, was it Ricky Gervais or someone had said that, or many people I think probably have, that, that the burden of proof is on the person trying to prove something that you can't prove. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, just by saying that we can't know that it doesn't exist doesn't automatically mean that something does exist, if that makes any sense. Yeah, right. That's a correct, uh, yeah, that's, the correct answer. But it's, That's kind of how I feel. Um, that is interesting. How about you, Pat? Have you had any um, interactions with people that stand out to you, good or negative? Yeah, I think uh, a good one was um, a fellow former student at Providence College came okay. by. Oh, you the, went to Providence? Yeah, I went to Prov for one year. Interesting, okay. And, we can uh, go into that a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. I'd love to. Yeah. I, I was thinking of that earlier. Um, so he he said, you know, he had studied and been in seminary and been through many years of, you know, Christian university, college, and uh, came away a non-believer. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, meeting him and and him sharing a very similar story to mine in that regards, and him feeling this relief that oh, I'm not the only one in Steinbach. I'm not the <laughs> yeah. only one, and yeah. that is a big part of our group, is just to make people feel like they're not the only ones. Like yeah. you're really not that isolated. It feels like it, but you're <laughs> yeah. not. Yeah, come hang out. 
and we can talk about it with each other. We try not to be a, a, a faith bashing kind of community. Which is great. I was going to bring that mm-hmm. up as well because you don't want to, you're not necessarily promoting yourself as like an alternative or just if you believe this or don't, then come chat with us or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah no, that makes and, sense. And and yet I will admit there's times where we share a good joke <laughs> and a good yeah. laugh at a meeting and it is at the expense of religion. Sure. But it's just because that's the only or one of the only safe places we can do it with other people or yeah, it right. feels that way. Right. And as you get to know more humanists and more other non-religious people, you get more people to who get you and get your humor and get uh, what you've been through. Sure. And, and for sure. humor is such a great medicine for things you've been through that have been hard. And it's <laughs> yeah. hard coming mm-hmm. away, leaving your faith. Absolutely. Yeah. Because with with uh, I was thinking that as well, because humanism, at least it has the stigma around here that it's automatically atheist. Um, but I was going to say, is there a difference between, you know, humanism and atheism? Because when I first heard about it was when I first saw you guys this year at Summer in the City and I asked Reg, I'm like, well, isn't that just atheism in a way? But like, sort it, of, it but does not, differ, yeah. I guess, in the way it's not just not believing in something. It's believing in a different purpose or something else as opposed to just not believing. Right. Yeah, sort I of. think. And labels are hard. Labels, yeah. you'll you'll get. A lot of people that use the same label, and it means, it means totally different things. Different things. Yeah. Especially right. nowadays, you know. the, th- things, the goalposts move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. your typical Christian wouldn't associate themselves with the Crusaders, but they call themselves Christians too. <laughs> yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. How I approach it is, uh, atheism is your stance on God. Yeah. And A is just a non. It's not an anti. It's not yeah. a against. It's just a non-belief. Right. So. It just isn't there. So a lot of people think atheism is like, oh, you believe there is no God. Well, mm-hmm. that's a definitive statement. No, I'm just not aware of evidence that's convinced me there is. So I'm just saying, who knows? Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> believe. Yeah, yeah. I I, th- I firmly think that a lot of a lot of the the pop atheists that are around nowadays are are they don't really help the cause because they're kind of just there to combat the fundamentalist evangelicals. Um, whereas for me, it's like atheism kind of is like. Everybody's sort of agnostic, where it's like, I don't know. Do you know? No, you don't. I don't know either. So kind of everybody's sort of agnostic because we just don't really know what's going on. I just, I don't know. I guess I don't feel like there's anything yeah. going on. Right? Yeah, totally. And and then the humanism, I think uh, atheism can fit in there. Agnosticism yeah. can fit in there. Um, I put some of my spiritual friends into there. Sure. Um, right. You had Mark Reimer on yeah, your podcast. A a humanist couple, if anybody is I'm like, you're a humanist dude. I don't care if you call yourself spiritual. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> you can talk to me later. Um, <laughs> and I don't even know if you would argue with that because he's very firmly in favor of, of helping other people being kind, which I think should be like the bare minimum anybody does. Mm-hmm. And it's probably an important thing to being a humanist. Um, treat people with respect, regardless of what dogma they, or ideology they, they prescribe to. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just find that so interesting because we, um, in pr- preparation for this, um, it was kind of brought to my attention that there's people in your community that feel like bringing this up can hurt their personal life or their, their work life or whatever, because our town is so, eh, <laughs> you know, um, have you, I mean, you guys are willing to talk about it, I guess. So how, how, how do you feel about that? Is it, is that like a common, a common issue for you? You think? Um, I've had, well, I don't know if I've, I've never really been, I've never worried about it. I maybe should, but <laughs> <laughs> I know I've, at work, some people find out I'm, I'm atheist. Yeah. And I guess it's maybe their personalities, but for almost the next two days, that's all I, we discussed <laughs> with them. But yeah. 
next two or three days, but I mean, that's okay. I mean, they, it's all, I mean, it felt like that's the first time they actually met somebody that's it's true. outright atheist. And right. I guess that's different than humanist, but it's, it can be. Yeah. It's like, what do they say? Um, it's like when they were talking about, um, I don't know if this is true necessarily, but like when they were talking about uh, racists and Trump, right? Like not not all Trump supporters are racist, but all racists are Trump supporters or something. That was I think that was Bill Maher or something that said that. And I don't necessarily say that that's true, but it's similar where uh, most humanists are atheists, but not all atheists are humanists. If that makes any sense, I guess um, it's a yeah. similar mm-hmm. a similar group, but not everybody's the same. I guess right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, especially especially here because even for me, like I typically just don't bring it up in most cases, right? Unless someone wants to have a discussion about it, then great. I'm happy to do it. Right. right. But, uh, in most interactions here, uh, I'm the sole non-believer as, <laughs> as I've been, as I've been dubbed. Um, but yeah, how about, how about you, Pat? What do you, do you feel like that's a concern of yours or have you come into contact with that? I feel fortunate that I'm not in a position where, you know, my job is at risk. There's certain people that, you know, if you work in a church and you're actually in your heart, an atheist, you yeah. can't really come out to the people around right. you that much. <laughs> yeah. um, in fact, there's an interesting organization called um, the Clergy Project, where they specifically help pastors, priests, any religious leaders who are atheists, who have become atheists but are still in the closet. Right. Uh, they're still preaching. They're yeah. still teaching. Yeah. They're still, but that's the only job they know. Yeah. That's their lifetime career, and right. their spouses are still in the faith and they can't leave. Wow. It's really interesting. So if you look yeah. it up, clergy project, amazing. There's a, a documentary losing, losing our religion, I think is what it's called. Winnipeg okay. uh, production company. Really fascinating. Okay. And they really focus on that clergy project. I'd really encourage people to listen to or watch that uh, yeah. documentary if they can get a hold of it. Right. it. used to be on CBC docs. Anyway, I felt that it spoke a lot about, what I went through leaving my faith and sure. I wasn't even a clergy. And so for clergy, that's huge, life-changing, uh, devastating in different ways and that sort of thing. For me, some of the hardest things have been, you know, my parents find it very difficult and I get it. It's yeah. not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in it for over 30 years. We should clarify, you guys have both grown up around here? I grew up in Yantzid. Oh. So the promised uh, land of Rosenort. Yeah. Shout out. <laughs> and uh, so I call it mini Steinbach sometimes. Oh, yeah? Very similar culture and that uh, sort of thing. So yes, conser- relatively conservative Christian. Yeah. Blaine, a slightly different. I well, I grew up like close to Lamar, Greenland area until I was about four. And then we moved to Gilbert Plains and I grew up there. Where's Gilbert Plains? It's uh, close to Dauphin. Oh, Dauphin. okay. Yeah. So still in Manitoba. Okay. And so, I mean, when I was probably about 20, I moved, 20 or 22 or something, I moved out to Kleefeld or Lamrick area. Okay. Kind of lived here. I was actually, I've been, well, I grew up in the Holdemans and I've been there probably until just a few years ago I was. Oh, really? <laughs> Holdemans now, I'm saying. Can you, can you explain to me what Holdemans are? Because <laughs> growing up... Uh, there was always like certain people you'd, you'd see people around and I, I was always just told, Oh yeah, those are the Haldemons. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I always, I always equate them to like Hutterites or that type of like conservative Mennonite Um, but I don't actually know exactly what, what Haldemons are. The Holdeman, John Holdeman started the Holdeman church. Okay. He left the old order uh, Mennonites. I think it was. Sure. And he started the, Holdeman, it's called the Church of God in Christ uh, Mennonite. 
Well, that's a mouthful, but okay. Yeah, that's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Holden in for short, I guess. Okay, yeah, I just for his name. Yeah, kind of like Mennonite, Menno Simon. Anyways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mennonite. And I mean, well, if you're familiar with them, the women wear the black caps and the yeah. men wear beards. And right. So they're similar in look to, to I guess, like the whole Amish thing. I guess, yeah. As far as, as, far as like based on us that aren't in those yeah, yeah right? to, to people from the outside it's kind of all the same once you're in it you see exactly the right kind of of course yeah black and they all hate right. each other a little bit probably <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no that makes sense so you were holding one and now you are not no i'm not <laughs> that must be especially bad not maybe not bad but especially difficult for you to be in this type of movement especially coming from such like a cloistered kind of closeted little yeah, uh, community. staunchly you know kind of religious background it's very sh- i don't so way it's very shocking, but I'm also this group has given me a lot of friends and purpose and That's community good. that I miss leaving. Yeah, and it's a it's a very supportive group. There's definitely some movement going on in the the irreligious community where that um, there's a lot of I don't know church isn't the right word, but a lot of atheist um, or agnostic quote unquote churches and congregations and stuff. There at least I think in the U.S. I don't know if there's that many around here. But they basically meet once a week or whatever. It's sometimes on Sundays, right? And they have like a they do community drives, they mm-hmm. do charity work, whatever. They just don't preach anything, right? Like, yeah. uh, which is probably kind of great. Everybody needs that kind of community. So I I can understand why people go to church, even if you're not really a believer. For sure, it's a sense it's a sense of belonging and, and family yeah. and purpose, right? Which our society kind of desperately needs a lot of the time lately. Yeah, we're. My wife and I are actually very fortunate. We've found kind of this church replacement. Okay. So for 30 years of going to church and, and right from birth being told that's what you do Sunday morning, yeah. we left the church and um, we didn't go for a while and that felt like it was missing, especially for my wife. I'm a bit of an introvert. I can avoid people and be quite right. happy. <laughs> but uh, for her, that community, um, the support, the routine of it, you know, there's a bunch of things. Well, we found a community in the area of Steinbach that we are a part of now. We go every Sunday morning. Um, we talk about meaningful things. We have a mixture of spiritual people, some that may use the term Christian because it's more of a heritage thing. My right. heritage is Christian. My heritage is Mennonite. However, you know, I don't think anyone's going to hell. I don't think you have to believe in Jesus, you know, that right. sort of thing. Yeah. All the way to me, um, I usually call myself an atheist nowadays. I don't like labels too much, but, um, yeah. I, I typically try not to bring it up either. I think I am. And when, like, cause my wife's told other people that I, what I, I guess what I don't believe. I don't know. Yeah. And she just <laughs> says I'm an atheist. She doesn't quite understand the nuances of, yeah. of that, but I don't care. I'm technically, I guess I am. I, yeah. Whatever. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. It's, yeah. it's, um, it's not a scary word as a lot not of people to me, imagine it to be, <laughs> but I do remember it being a scary word yeah, when right, I was a Christian, sure. like, whoa, yeah. Okay, that's the bad guy right yep. there. Yeah. Um, so so you anyway, dropping an f bomb in the middle of church. Yeah, <laughs> which I may or may not have done in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so our Sunday morning group is great, and so we get a lot of what that's we local what here. we're missing. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's been good. I mean, if I actually had any interest in getting up early on Sunday morning, I might come join you. But <laughs> yeah, that's sometimes still hard. <laughs> this last Sunday, we went for a walk in Sandylands Forest. That that's was our cool. quote unquote church. And yeah. for me, for well, years, I've been saying. That is my church. That's yeah. where I can go and I will sit down and be at awe of nature I like that. and be brought to tears and really yeah. S- yeah. feel centered, if you want to call it that. And and, right. and it's awesome. And it's almost more spiritual, if you want to call it, than, than many churches are. You know, oh, yeah. you, you sit in, you know, stodgy booths and sing yeah. the same songs and hear the same thing. And you never really connect with this world that we're in. Like, 
I, I often hear it said that <clears throat> that like the evidence of God is all around us and you know you just have to look at the sky or whatever um, just to know or look at the forest or whatever and I'm like okay I guess if you interpret it that way but just as recently this summer we were at um, it's called Hollywood Beach um, in Manitoba here and it's kind of a secluded beach or whatever and I, I like to do this no matter what beach um, I just stand on the sand and I stargaze right I just look yeah. just kind of feel it if that makes sense and just sort Absolutely. of like like it and it has it gives me no urge to believe in anything other than what I can see and you know it's just like yeah. I don't think something has to have been created for it to have meaning to yeah. me yeah. and, uh, and I, I don't I can't I never find the connection to say that uh, that there has to be a creator um, I used to I used to say that same thing when I was yeah. a Christian too yeah just look at nature like this yeah. can't happen yeah. by accident it's so beautiful it's so awe-inspiring yeah. it brings you to tears yeah. that's spiritual yeah. what else exactly what else you're would cause connecting that? to a, a living ecosystem at that point really you yeah. being a living organism is now in an environment where it's all natural living things, it's kind of a, it's but, a neat thing to experience. But I, but I doubt whether people are thinking that same thing if they're fearing for their lives because of nature. Right. Like if you've got a grizzly bear who's on top of you, <laughs> yeah. is that what you're thinking? Oh, this is wonderful. God must have done this. Or, or yeah. is the zebra thinking that as the crocodiles <laughs> twisting yeah. in the water yeah, and sure. pulling it down? Like we, we only associate the beautiful, peaceful, yeah. nice things of nature with God created it, but we've got cancer. We've got, nasty bacteria we've got all mm-hmm. kinds of things right that's nature is that your god too yeah or, or yeah. do you somehow filter that out in your own right. way i don't know yeah that's interesting and again that's that's not a question that i ever hope to answer and i never will um as far as i'm concerned believe what you like um but just don't be a dick like <laughs> that's yeah as far as as far as that goes for me just that's kind of what it boils down to you can narrow the 10 commandments down to that almost <laughs> yeah. basically that's don't a, be an asshole yeah that's sort of what they kind of you know, blend together to be anyways, right? But but basically, yeah, that that's kind of it. Um, you mentioned that you went to Providence. That's that's interesting. Can you? I've I've never been there. I've been around Providence. I was driven by it, and I've always been a little bit. I don't know. I've always felt a little icky about the idea of of religious schools, and and I don't. I can't quite combine those two to me. Like, how, how do you have a fully? I don't know. Uh, a full education if it's colored through or if it's looked at through that lens yeah, right? if it's biased yeah um, um, please continue explain that to me <laughs> if you can or, uh, prof, or prof comes it. up when people ask me how did you turn away or when did you turn away from your faith oh yeah and I say well it kind of started at Providence College really yeah and uh, and it's interesting because in our humanist group we've had several guest speakers kind of say the same thing so uh-huh. shout out to providence <laughs> <laughs> you're doing the lord's work over there <laughs> and in fact i mean this is not it is humorous but not very humorous but my dad basically when i kind of came out to him as having lost my belief in god yeah was he associated it to me going right. to prov rather than sbc yeah <laughs> it's uh, interesting but to me too, that too liberal i suppose right and I, and I give credit to prov for doing courses on critical thinking Faith and reason, for example, yeah. some of those, they were life changing for me. I like that then, because if if that's the case, if if if, because I didn't wasn't even aware that they were offering any courses that that were objective or you know critical thinking and that type of stuff. Because if that's the case, then sure, that's fine, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you want to teach this as well as also saying, think this way or, or learn how to think and, and critically analyze this stuff, then. Yeah. come to your own conclusions. That's However, great. I don't think that their goal was to do what they, no, did, probably not. What they did to me, <laughs> yeah. obviously, or and to right. many other people, it seems. Um, but 
another big ingredient was just the people that I bumped into there. Yeah, I yeah. came from such a, an isolated town with one belief. Rosenort, the entire no. town. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, never. Believe it or not. <laughs> and uh, these people from all over the world, from Africa, from everywhere, and they had different ideas yeah. about the Bible than Weird. me. And mm-hmm. they thought some things were okay that Bunch I of didn't. heretics, and, aren't they? What? Yeah. And the history of New Testament or history of Old Testament had these other sources and these mm-hmm. add-ons and these edits and... Mm-hmm. Um, What's funny is when I got baptized at 16 under pressure from my parents, um, they gave me a Bible, a study Bible, and there was footnotes in there. Yeah. Yep. And that's pre-Providence College. And that, mm-hmm. I say now, in hindsight, might be more of a turning point for me and pretty ironic that that's what did it. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, at the end of one of the chapters in Mark, I believe it says, it said, oh, these last four verses or however many it is, many scholars believe that's been added later. Yeah. My mind was already yep. switched and slightly different trajectory. Yeah. And I think Prov just really, you know, had that fertile soil yeah. to work with, with this reasoning and critical thinking. And right. and I, I think now that critical thinking is one of the key things that our society needs, whether totally. it's to yep. bring in the right leadership for our country, to be able to think for yourselves and to avoid, you know, religious persecution or dominance or any of those things. Even just in general, to assess critical uh, thought. Just what like especially in we're in the age of deep fakes and, you know, fake yeah. news and, mm-hmm. and random clickbaity bullshit. Right? Like we need to we need to be able to like just because the headline says it doesn't mean that that's what's either in the article or what yeah. it is or who's spelled. the thing is people people share those things, right? And it's they don't actually read it. They no. just they see the headline, they go, Yeah, fuck Trudeau and then they share it and yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and that's fine if if people want to say fuck Trudeau, but like just find a decent source at least. Yes. Like <laughs> I've done it twice in the last ten days, two weeks, something like that. People keep sharing this one article that apparently claims that NASA says that climate change isn't caused by yeah. humans, blah blah blah, and it's from NaturalNews.com. People, that's not a legit website. Yeah. I keep seeing it, and the yeah. first time I saw it, I'm like, if that's true, okay, yeah. fine, I'm yeah. willing to acknowledge that that's true. Yeah. But like, find a real source. But so, it's damn hard. Yeah, but yeah. literally, you just Google. In this case specifically, you Google naturalnews.com and it, the first thing that pops up, yeah. it's it's a fake news website that they sell like fake diet pills oh, and geez. like it's a total yeah. conspiracy Actually, website. I saw that you commented on the one person's post about that yeah. and... Under on my Facebook as I was scrolling, yeah. it actually under the article it said fraud alert. Yep. Two different whatever have yep. reported this as yeah. fake. Facebook or, is basically saying yeah. that it's a it's debunked, <laughs> but, but people don't even get that far. They just see the headline. Oh, that that confirms my bias. Mm-hmm. Here, people, read it. <laughs> I, I sometimes sometimes I I get into it. And I'll just every time I see one, I'll I'll post a counter argument to it or share a link on it. Yeah. Sometimes I just get so tired of it. I just like, just have to ignore it. Oh, I, I typically <laughs> do ignore it. Yeah. yeah. And I don't even get into an argument with them. I basically just say, I'm not a scientist, but find better sources, throw an LOL in there, give them the picture of the Google search that I did. Yeah. And then the one case, they actually took the article down. The other case, the guy was like, Oh, I see your point, but like, blah, 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 blah. But I'm not yeah. actually sharing their stuff. He says, I'm like, but y- y- you are. Yeah. <laughs> like people aren't going to read all these comments so they see your thing and it had been liked and shared by other people from mm-hmm. then so like whether you actually had like, were willing to acknowledge that this is legit or not like just don't like believe what you want to believe but like find legit sources it, ugh, it breaks my brain there are also some that I find is if you um somebody shares something and you click back to the original one and look at the original comments yeah oftentimes there's 
somebody shared an article already debunking it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You can just copy and paste that. Yep. And post it back. Totally. To exactly. But like, first. yeah. Yeah. Well, like, like they say that, um, what do they like? Basically, even if you come at someone with, with facts, the more facts you give, I think they've done studies on this, that, that often the more facts that you give, the more people dig their, their heels in because they don't, they don't want to listen to you. Right. Yeah. Like, and if you're coming across as someone who claims to know things, they're like, oh, you're a piece of shit. No, I'm just not yeah. going to listen to you. Right. So no matter how many yeah. Look, pieces you, of Mr. evidence, Smarty Pants, exactly, you know? right? So they're like, no, 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 the, you know, whatever. But have you read this? And yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah. <laughs> anyways, I'm sure you guys get that quite a lot in your uh, in your. Sometimes I try and ask questions to find yep. out exactly what they think or exactly what point they're trying to make. Because I yep. have sometimes a very hard time understanding. Totally, that. and I love doing that. That's kind of some of, some of the point of this show, um, and just in general having discussions with people because I want to know why people think what they think right. and, and how they say. get there, right? <laughs> like, Because yeah. um, even if I weren't um, non-religious, um, I would still want to have a discussion with a local humanist group in a conservatively Christian town, right? Like, I couldn't care less whether our our ideologies align or if they don't. It's just kind of an interesting discussion that, that people kind of should hear, right? Like, whether anybody will listen to this, they'll probably see humanists and say, ah, turn yeah. it off. <laughs> Throw their phone in the river or something to get out of here, but... <laughs> I don't know. I think one of the hardest things that people experience and and also fear that they will experience if they would ever, you know, walk away from their faith or question it mm-hmm. is that that being in an area of unknown yep. of yep. not knowing. And it was uncomfortable for me for me too. for a period of time, yep. mm-hmm. but I in in time it became more comfortable it's than liberating. where I was yeah. right? because now yeah. I can actually really critically think about everything I think I know. Yep. And be open and willing to change depending on yeah. what I come across. Yeah, and uh, that's that's hugely relieving. Yeah, and you're not you're not being told to follow a script yeah. or to that you have to do this in order to get this yeah. and then this yeah. and whatever else. Whereas I felt the same way. I'm I was I've always been I don't know uh, curious and and kind of annoyed by the whole structure of everything. And we went to a fairly conservative church, um, which didn't help. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I remember, you know, as I was getting a little bit older, I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. It doesn't make sense to me. No one's giving me any answers. Um, and then I think I was probably 20, what would I have been, 22-ish, when eventually all of a sudden it just kind of clicked in my brain. I'm like, hold up. Like, why am I holding on to any of this? Why do I feel guilty about it? And then I'm like, but what am I then? Right? There's that yeah. There's that moment of existen- existential like angst because yeah. you're like, uh, if I'm not that, what I've always been, what am I now? Right, yeah. And I think yeah, a lot of people push back because they might even have questions themselves, um, but they're not willing to say they're 50 years old. Yeah. And now they're like, hold right. up. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. what have I, have I wasted all this time? Yeah. But you know what I mean? I have um, to say though, like hearing the way you guys all talk about it, cause like, you all come from religious backgrounds where like I yeah. did, I don't have a religious background at all. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Steinbeck, so I've seen it, <laughs> but like my family never went to church. We're Catholic just based on family history, but like, I've never stepped foot in a church for a service, only for weddings, funerals, and let's go. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) So, like to me, listening to you guys talk about it, it almost parallels a lot with how you hear like gay people talk. Yeah, like Mm. you spent like when I came out as non-religious, right? It's very interesting to see the parallel in it. Where, yeah, you feel like you're hiding something for so long, and then once you let it out, it's extremely freeing. Yeah, there are some people that equate, you know, the non-religious atheist humanist you give it a label right. that movement is kind of the one that's behind the lgbtq i think it is movement yeah. we're still 
judged and, and looked at as le- least trustworthy in surveys yep. in the states. Right. <laughs> well, there's, there's you can't hold political so, office as an atheist in many places in the U.S. Yeah. Like you yeah. Liter- legally can't. Yeah. Like they yeah. can't have a president that's that's classified as mm-hmm. atheist. Yeah. Like no one will ever vote for him, no matter what. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it blows it my mind. And Even though many of them okay. have been, they just say what they have to say to get the get the votes. And yet if you look at their their founding documents, whatever yeah. country, Canada or the US, <laughs> yeah. it is very deliberately secular. Yeah. Exactly. Very and, and you know, in God we trust wasn't put on their money no. till much later. Yeah. And I think so the fifties, something it, like that. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people don't think about that. Yeah. And it's again that critical thought. One of my favorite quotes going back to the critical thought thing it, or critical thinking is um Walk with those seeking the truth, but run from those who claim they've found it. Right? <laughs> yeah, I love that. I yeah, wish yeah, I yeah. knew for sure who who it was. I've heard it, you know, attributed it. to Carl Sagan. Yeah, don't know if it was him though. Um, but um, what I get thrown back at me sometimes is that I'm I'm just like the religious. I'm just like a Christian. It, atheism is another religion that right. I've just chosen, yeah. and I really disagree with that because. I'm really in a state of not knowing. Yeah. I, I really can't say with honesty that I think there is such a thing as absolute certainty. Right. Yeah. Almost. Sorry to interrupt. End of uh, statement. Deepak Chopra was the, was the quote. Apparently. Oh, he's getting it. Apparently. Interesting. I don't know if he actually said that's just what um, Goodreads says. Okay. So the yeah. Google's well, telling you. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> but he probably co-opted from someone else. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not super familiar with him. But um, anyways, yeah, I think that's. It, it, people like to paint atheists as, um, yeah, like that, that we're just another sector, that we're, you know, sure. our own religion. Um, but it's, that's, you're missing the point. Like, it's yeah. not religion. Yeah. <laughs> like, and yeah. even if they congregate, it's still not religion. <laughs> right, exactly. Even if I get together on Sunday mornings and we talk about meaningful stuff yeah. and we, you know, maybe give, to, we get, we do give to charity and all these Which other things. Which is right? a good Those thing to do anyway. <laughs> that's not religion. No. We, we still like community. And I give credit to the churches. They do community better. I think in general than probably us atheists or humanists right, yeah. do in many senses that they're tighter and they're more team oriented in a sense. Yeah. Which can be bad. I was going to say whether, yeah, good and bad. Yeah. On both they can go from a, a team thing to a mob mentality. And yeah, sure. It's, it's a fine line to walk. Mass well, hysteria is a, is a real thing. Many <laughs> churches in, in, in the Steinbeck area and surrounding area that do amazing, wonderful oh, things. Oh, for sure. And I know people in most of those churches mm-hmm. who are amazing, wonderful people. Um, I have other issues with them, and that's fine. Yeah. And I'm sure right. they do with me, and I hope they see me as a good yeah. person in the same way as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. likewise. Uh, going back a little bit, um, about atheism, there's a saying called, atheism is a religion, like bald is a hair color. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm not sure who said that. That's a classic right I think there. that was Plato. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I can see in a way what that religious people think that atheism is another form of religion. It's another statement about religion in a way. Yeah. Right. But really, the t- technical difference of it is it's not a religion. Yeah. It's a, That's kind it's of a, like the main <laughs> definition. Like the, the, the differentiator is, is essentially that it's not a religion. Like even <laughs> if you do things that are similar to religions, doesn't mean that it is a religion. Right. And, and much like humanism as well, like to bring that around, right? It's it's It is a group of people that believe a certain thing, but that... That's like saying, you know, a political party is automatically a religion, right? Which it, again, with some people, it, it is, mm. but on its basis level, I wouldn't think that it is, right? I have to ask you, Randy, in your in your experience as a, I don't know, technically a non-believer, I don't know, right. but from your perspective, what what is it like to not to not even have a like not even have skin in the game? Like you're not really an atheist, but you're not you've never been religious. You know, you know it, it's always been interesting. Like growing up. 
in this town, right? Like you, when you're not in the religious side of it, it's like it's interesting because you get to kind of peek into all the different facets of people. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like I, I'm spiritual in the sense that I don't believe there's a god per se. I'm more of like a, not like a destiny guy, but like I believe a lot in like karma and stuff like that, and like. There's maybe some kind of dark matter thing guiding the universe where it's supposed to go, and sounds very like, like almost Hindi or like almost yeah, like Hindu. I, I, or something. I, I'm probably close to Buddhism. Would yeah. be kind of like what I'm like. I'm like just be nice to people, you know, do the best you can. I like to believe in reincarnation myself because it makes me feel better. Just because it's fun. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's I don't know, which I've, I think is kind of a main thing with a lot of religions. Actually, like it's the right. fear of death um, is kind of like a. A main tenet of, of saying like right. you believe what you believe because you're worried what will happen when you die. Like again, I, I need to ask you guys this as well. Um, I've heard it many times that if if you're not, um, what is it? If if there's no afterlife, if there's no heaven to strive for, if there's no God, then what's the point? Why why like what's the point of living um, if you're not working towards something? Personally, I think that it makes life that much sweeter to know that when it's done, it's done. Sex. <laughs> That wasn't me, honey. <laughs> well, exactly, right? But every, every, to me, everything is a little bit more sweeter because it's it's uh, it's not infinite. It's a right? limited like, quantity. Yeah, I don't know. I, what, what would you guys think? Well, I think on a basic level, my <laughs> comment had some truth in it. Yeah. it we're, we're animals. Yeah. We're mammals. We're here to procreate and mm-hmm. our species to thrive. We've evolved to a very efficient and effective procreating species. Yeah. And... You know, on a basic level, that's that's one thing. For me to live, where's my meaning? My meaning's all over the place yeah. with my friends, with my hobbies, with my kids, with my wife. Uh, in nature, it's life's great, and I do have amazing privileges. I'm a white male in <laughs> Canada. I'm like, wow, okay, I can't, yeah. <laughs> I can't have won the lottery better than that. No, you know, mm-hmm. and so I, I I try to understand that, although I can't. Well, the fact that we can even sit here and say what we're saying openly, yeah. we're yeah. critical of politics, of religion, yeah. whatever else, and then put it on the internet for anybody else With to a see full it or belly. hear. It. Yeah, whatever, right. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like in a heated a room, level, yeah. no one, no one's going to break down the door and you know throw us in jail. Yeah, or yeah. totally. And Not so, yet, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't find that I have less meaning now as a non-believer than I did as a believer. Yeah. Now right. I can hear, imagine. People saying, well, you never were a real believer if you're an atheist now, because a true believer would never leave the faith. And I, I, I understand that. Sure. I may have said that myself at the time. Sure. But I honestly, truly believe I was as true a believer as anyone else. And, right. and I feel more of a weight off my shoulders, uh, a freedom um, than I did when I was a believer. And, uh, you know, the arguments are, well, now that just means you're free to sin whatever way you want and there's no consequence. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, there's uh, along the lines of there being no meaning, there's no consequence, there's no hell, yada, yada. Right. Um, so humanists have answers for all that too, that, you know, evolutionarily. So there comes the science. As a species, we've needed to have empathy for each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So treat each other nice. Don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and in order to live in a society where communal kind of species as well. We had tribes from as far back as we can record. Oh yeah. And uh, so how well is your tribe going to do if you're all dicks? You're going to end up on your (laughs) own because you stole the other guy's wife or food or or he's going to kill you and you're not going to survive long that way and your species won't. And so here we are. 
And so I think all those tools can explain why I'm a good person and it feels good to be good. Yeah. And it feels good to do good. Um, yeah. And, and it brings you also to a not very black and white point of view too, because well, I would support doctor assisted suicide. Yeah. Right. Whereas yeah. a religious person, I couldn't. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I might say that women should have the choice, uh, to have an abortion. I don't like saying that even because yeah. I'm sure it's an extremely painful thing and oh, it's yeah. messy mm-hmm. and it's hard to figure out. And I, I can't even wrap my brain around it, but I'm a dude with balls and yep. <laughs> right. I really shouldn't have an opinion anyway. No, right. But I think the women can decide for themselves whether they should have a choice. And I don't even think a man should have any authority over that decision. Absolutely anyway. not. No. Um, yeah. Life's messy and it's all kind of levels of gray and black yeah. and white kind of don't exist no but i mean that's again with with religion in general is that it, it's all trying to put everything in in a, in a box where it is black and white because i mean let's be honest everybody likes a thing when it's cut and dry it's easy it's it's this or it's this it's never anything in between right. like you know like most religious you know doctrines are kind of you know they're kind of this 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 is good this 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 yeah. is bad as the ages progress this changes and that yeah. changes and For, from the outside looking in it looks it it's always looked very much like a control thing. To oh, me. well, yeah. Like it's all about they're like they're just trying to keep everybody in line so no one revolts and they keep getting their money and that's how it's always looked to me. Yeah, from from an outsider, super cynical. But that's yeah. a lot of the well, Catholic sure Church is, was exactly that. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, you know exactly. Right. Yep. That's what I know from here. That's how yep. it looks. And I've had people go, "Well, so then, what's wrong with murder, or what's wrong with, or, or, or wouldn't you say that?" murder is wrong or killing is wrong or stealing is wrong like black and white that is definitely black well there's again the critical thinking aspect well play with that a little bit yep people should play with ideas more Mm -hmm. and really think about it because if randy's coming at me with a gun Mm -hmm. and he's high on meth and he's definitely looks like he's going to shoot my kids i'm killing randy (laughs) for sure if i have the chance yeah so now suddenly it's gray yeah. And I think most of your listeners would agree. There's certain circumstances where abortion probably is the most ethical decision. Yep. Yeah. Not all, but there's there's times where it is. And doctor-assisted suicide, you pick your hot topic yeah. that we're all arguing about. People should stop just going, it's black and white and it's what my yeah. church yep. says. No, come on, play with it. Use it. Yeah. Go with it. We actually had that happen when we were in Auschwitz uh, last fall. And uh, as we were leaving, we're standing waiting for the bus. And there was this uh, couple of Americans there, I think. And, and one of the guys there, he, he seemed very kind of uh, soft-spoken and, and kind of thoughtful. And he, he was kind of asking, he's like, what um, what would you say to people who uh, deny that this existed? Because, of course, everybody knows there's Holocaust deniers. Mm-hmm. And those people are stupid. Um, but they, um, and I was like, wow. That's essentially what I said. I was like, I've, you know, how can this, you know, how, there are people still alive with the tattoos and the stories and like it. They didn't just make it up, yeah. right? Um, and then as we kind of, we didn't talk a lot, but he um, he kind of weirded me out actually. But he's one of those guys that seemed to be so smart that he doesn't really connect on any level with people. Mm. Um, and so we were sitting on the bus on the way back. We we're kind of a row apart. And he bring, he randomly brings up, he's like, um, do you believe in absolute evil? And I'm sitting here like we just walked around all day sitting on this bus. I'm like dying. He just throws this massive like curveball or like <laughs> thinker at oh, me. And deep I'm like, breath. This yeah, is going to yeah, be yeah. a while. I'm like, uh, like I need some time on this. <laughs> like, yeah. I, don't, I didn't really give him any sort of definitive answer, uh, but it's kind of stuck in my brain for months and months and months. Kind of like, do I believe in absolute evil? Because as as a non-believer, um, 
Well, even that, because with with many things that even atheists now talk about, um, it's t- it's typically tinged with the Judeo Christian lens through which we all grew up, right? <clears throat> so I, I've tried to think about whether um, is anything that I believe now would it still be the same had I not grown up with the same sort of morals that were kind of pounded on me, right? And I think that it, I think it's possible to have a fully um, happy, healthy, functional society without having the religious um, morals. Because morals, I think, are morality is morality. I don't, I don't think we need religion to be moral. Um, and by that, by that token, I think, you know, even just thinking about absolute evil, because I don't know if there is, but maybe there is. I don't know. Because he, he was saying he's like, well, um, things that you may do. Would, from say your perspective would not be considered evil say you're part of like a some sort of regime or, or military regime where it's like it's perfectly acceptable and normal for you to whatever break into this guy's house and kill his family there's nothing there should be nothing wrong with that it's a normal yeah. thing but I mean I think in general there are there is absolute evil but it's a lot less black and white than, than some people would believe mm-hmm. I would be curious how do you define absolute evil exactly that's part of the problem right uh, what what does that mean like you could, you could say somebody is a very evil person and even the most evil person knows how to be yeah. nice in a way <laughs> right yeah. or maybe that's the know, problem maybe everyone thought Ted Bundy was a real nice dude for a long time right yep <laughs> Right, that's that's the problem, and that that's what many of these things it's, it it turns into a big cyclical thing, right? Or, or maybe they're only nice because they know they have to be. Yep, it's like those mafia dons where they're like they give away food every every year or whatever yeah. to the neighborhood, and you know, yeah, they extort everybody and they kill who they have to kill, but they look after all the kids of the, yeah. the blah 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 blah. Right, so exactly right. I don't even know where I stand. <laughs> um, there's there's too many things, but um, just to say that you know God said this, so it must be that. Is too simple for me, and that just proven by this, right? right. Like, just for for dummies in a room, like, no offense, <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. Like, we, if, if 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 even we cannot, you know, even we're stuck kind of wandering around in this topic as it is. Imagine if everybody who took things at face value did the same thing. <laughs> I even don't know. like the morality thing. Like, I again coming from a non-religious background, like, yeah, to me, it's just like. I don't think morality is tied to religion either. No. I think it's just like, I've never had the urge to go and just shoot. I mean, do we all say, oh, I'm going <laughs> to fucking shoot that guy? Sure. But like, I've never had the urge to, yeah. to go do something like that. Right. And that's yeah. without having a guiding principle yeah. telling St- me. To yeah. Stone tablets from, you know, Mount Sinai didn't, didn't tell me one way or the other to not, you know, steal my neighbor's donkey or yeah. right? <laughs> like, <laughs> shit on his front step. But yeah. is it possible? And I've heard even evolutionary biologists argue that religion has been useful. Sure. And, oh, I'm right, not saying right. Is it possible yeah. that there are people that, um, and I'm not sure why, but maybe these are options that that they don't want to think about the real reasons they're not shooting their neighbor, or could they be uh, suffer some mental illness? Could they be a sociopath of some type? And maybe there's times, and I don't know, but yeah. maybe there's times where if they're religious, then they won't, mm-hmm. because right. at least they've been programmed. Of course, with this right. extra layer of rules, yeah, that their natural empathy and and you know might be broken, and and those rules will be useful. Yeah, I was right. like, oh, that's right. I I'm not actually supposed to kill that guy as <laughs> yeah. much as I want to, right? Because sure. I don't have, you know, the empathy. Yeah, that I should. I mean, there's there's absolutely no. I I can personally think that that there are benefits to some religions and and the way that it's done, but I'm just saying that you don't have to have it to to be a moral person right. right some people probably do right if they're not programmed in that way then they will you know 
shoot up a town or, or whatever, right? Right. I, I don't know. I would um okay on the average I think what is it, the most secular countries have the highest living standard of living or the best or the kindest and the uh, that could be yeah. Most crime rated. Sure. You think even studies in the states show that you know the most secular states have the best lowest crime rates and that's fair. I mean, it's I tough mean, to control for, right? Because who's to say that that's the only reason that's causing all of that, right? But I would, but again, if you take that, because was not Stalin technically secular? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, right. And in a way, I don't know what I don't know if he had or did or didn't have a belief. I don't know if we can even know that. Yeah, that's true. But he was for he was for um, Russia. Yeah, or what he was for himself, maybe even. And he he also grew up in a very abusive home. You know, oh, sure. And that, that kind of proves my point, right? Where like um, correlation doesn't necessarily equal causation, right? So to say that I, I'm, I'm with you and I think that most secular countries probably are better to live in. Right. Um, but we can't say for sure that just because they have less God means that they have less crime, right? So I, I don't know. I, I think you're probably right. But who's to say that it's not because they have, I don't know, more fish? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, right? I, I don't know. I'm just being devil's advocate here, but yeah. And, and, and on the topic of being fair, to be fair, uh, you know, statistics can say what you want them to say. And <laughs> sure. I know a lot of atheists like to throw out that, you know, in prison, the, the ratio of religious to non-religious <laughs> is way in favor of the religious in the sense that your, your general public has more atheists per capita yeah. than prisons do. Right. But, However, I'm not willing yeah. to say that's the cause. No, 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 definitely. I think not. it's a, it's a bit of an eyebrow raiser at yep. the best. But again, go back to critical thinking, and be rather in that unknown. And I'd like somebody to study that and see if they can figure right. out a more. I would think it has more to do with like socioeconomic causes of of the fact that most people in prisons are you know below the poverty line and you know <laughs> discriminated yeah. against people of color that you know what i mean so i think it has less to do with what they believe and more to do with where they are yeah and <laughs> yeah. so i really try to apply my critical thinking to yep. myself to my own views as well as to the yeah. views i grew up with and that i have left and sure. i still struggle with and 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 wrestle with at the same time and and i think that's i think we'd be better off that way and and people go well what's the harm what's the harm why can't you know, and then I go. Well, there's still too much religious influence in my kids' schools. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. My kids still feel, you know, from certain people that well, they hear about hell or they hear about some of these other things, and I find that harmful. I find that not good. Yeah. I, I should so, ask how how do you um, do you have kids as well, Blaine? No. Okay, so then I'll ask about this. Um, with with. With having kids there, what um, kind of how do you how do you toe that line? Like I'm, I'm a, I don't have kids, um, but I'm of the belief that they should be able to choose if they like. But in the formative years, how do you do? You kind of show them both options. Do you sort of just not go and leave them to whatever, or teach them yourself, or kind of what? What's your method? We try, or I should speak for myself. I try not to tell them what to believe, sure, or not believe. I try to teach again the critical thinking for yeah. the most part. They're exposed to Christianity, obviously, from relatives, from classmates, from friends, that sort of thing. Um, They get a little bit of spiritual talk from our Sunday morning group that we attend. And um, we're, for the most part, okay with that. From what It's very non-judgmental, non-literal talking. And so, yeah, we let our kids choose. And sometimes they come home and you hear stuff that they're saying. And, you know, I just try to 
bring about a conversation with them, ask them some questions, and I tell them, look, you can believe what you want. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, my daughter sometimes says she thinks there's a God, and other times she doesn't know. And the sure. next time she yeah. says no, and I'm like, great, you don't yeah. need to make a decision. <laughs> no. And you don't even have to actually ever make a decision nope. on yeah. that. Exactly. You right. can play with that, and you can decide one way one day, and you can decide another way another day. Yeah. Yeah. Would I feel a, a tinge of pain or discomfort if one of my kids or both became super religious or uh, fundamentalist religious yes it would be hard for me yeah. and and but at the same time it's their decision to make yeah. i will love them either way and i'm going to do my darndest to treat them the same either way i think yeah. that's that's a good allegory for what you were saying with the you know with the gay uh, you know the lgbt type stuff right. where it's like you know whatever whatever you are whatever you believe whatever you want to do you're still yeah. their kid right I, I i like that i like that thing um or or your uh, and that's your exactly on. how my parents brought me up too it was we don't go to church. We're kind of spiritual, but we don't go. If you want to go, go ahead, but, you know, yeah. make well, your own decisions. Yeah. Um, I have a little bit of a problem with the ways, well, I guess especially the way I grew up. and Yeah. The part of, or the way that so often religion threatens children with hell. Yep. And it's mentally... Traumatizing. Traumatizing. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, I mean, we, we heard about, I guess, at the last meeting about... um you know, a certain group that would come into schools and some of the things they teach is, you know, if you're not a Christian, you should, you know, separate yourself from your friends. And Oh, really? You know, they're very subtle about it. And that's, yeah, you know, it's, that's a very unhealthy way to go through life. I would think so. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, that, that's kind of why I have an issue with, um, especially locally here, the fact that there isn't a single non-faith based um, preschool that I've heard of. Like almost right. everybody I know is has kids that are in preschool age. Um, maybe they do exist, but they're either hard to get into. They're always full, or or they don't exist. I don't know. Uh, do they have one there? Okay. Oh, great. Um, yeah, if there's one at the arts council, like you said, Pat, off mic there. Um, but I imagine it's it's always full, probably because there's yeah. if there's only one. Um, and so most people, and this kind of grinds my gears, and I get into fights with with some people because. Um, they say it's, it's harmless. It's fine. Like, oh, now almost every kid that I know, they go to the almost virtually the same preschool or a, a, a facsimile of that. And then now they want to pray before every meal. And they're always talking about God and Jesus. And in some on some level, it is harmless because they're kids. They don't really know what that means. Um, but my only issue with and I've argued with my wife about this, just that because she came from a irreligious background and like her dad's Buddhist, her mom's atheist, whatever. And and uh, she doesn't really believe any of that, but she always says it's it's fine. It's no, it's it's great. Whatever, who cares? It's like Santa Claus, basically, to her, right? right. But to me, growing up in that, where it's like to me, it, it just encourages non-critical thinking, um, and it make it creates the framework of something that they might not even question as they get older, because that's just what it is, right? Yeah, that's my problem. And like it, if they want to believe it when they choose to believe it, great, fantastic. Yeah. But yeah. it's by no means it shouldn't be like. Oh, you're three years old, and now you know God's going to punish you if you right. whatever, yep. right? I don't yep. like that. It it bothers me. Well, and I think your wife's coming from a a position of ignorance. Oh, sure. To be yeah. honest, you know, yeah. she doesn't get what it's like to be told from yeah. as soon as as early as you can understand language yep. that you are worthy of death. <laughs> aside from Jesus dying, yeah, this right. horrible. Like these are all shocking. Or Noah's Ark things. is a children's story for some reason yeah. now. I don't yeah. get it. And you sing happy songs at camp about fucking <laughs> drowning everybody. 
There's grandmothers and babies and <laughs> yep. cats. And yeah. yep. every, they're all getting drowned. Yep. yep. What? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. That's and somehow and that's, people don't think yeah. about it. And yeah. I remember being a Christian and going, "Oh, this is a happy song." Yep. And yeah, it's Noah's Ark. And he gave us and rainbows. You, yeah. <laughs> and you don't get it. And yeah. in the same way, so one example for my son, he came home with this uh, New Testament mm-hmm. that a kid gave him as they came out of discovery time in school. Okay. Right. And I have a problem with discovery time. And and is that when even, they did the I don't the even Velcro understand we how it's about? legal. The Velcro thing. Yeah. Remember when they, they had that church thing at the end of like once a week we were talking oh, about with Kevin. Yeah. Right. So was, like what, that what it's called? What used to happen to us, and I don't think it was, but no. like what used to happen to us in elementary school was they would come in. This was like grade. Well, four, I remember I it was grade three, four, but yeah. they would come in kind of last half hour of the yeah. day, and they would have little storyboards that they would stick like a Velcro Moses onto and yeah. a Velcro Jesus, and they would tell same stories. Idea, I guess of what they're doing. Now. So I don't know if that's a similar thing. I, I bet you it's even the same organization. The organization right. will, has even changed names to avoid. <laughs> being removed from school divisions right. and that sort of thing, and, and yeah, because uh, discovery time is very ambiguous. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally, and it's yeah. super fundamentalist. And when you start yeah. digging deeper, so anyway, my wife still has some of that. Oh, it's harmless kind of thing. Well, this New Testament, my son's got it in his room, and I see it, and I'm like, oh, where'd you get that? He's like, oh, my buddy gave it to me after coming out of discovery time, and right. I'm like, really? Can I see it? Sure, and he already knows it's going to be awkward. Yeah. <laughs> And so I start looking in it and yeah, there's the hell and there's the judgment and there's the worthy of death kind of stuff in there. Right. And, and, uh, you know, you need to accept Jesus into yeah. your heart. And I bring this thing to my wife and I'm like, you knew about this? Yeah. It's yeah. just a little new Testament. We got those too. Yeah. I remember like, having them well, too. Well, here, read this right. and this yeah. and this. And she was yeah. all of a sudden, her eyes were opened like, oh, right. Uh, yeah. Let's maybe not have that in his room. And right. we got rid of it. And Very so, fear based. Eh? It is. It can be packaged as super innocent and super whatever, but and some it's parts still of it are pushing I, religion. I can give a certain a certain level of it. I think is probably harmless if if you're not doing it in that way, right? Because the way we grew up, it was all very fire and brimstoney, like you know, and and you feel like again if you've never experienced it, like when you're that kid and all you've ever known, everyone you know is in that same group, and all you know now you uh, whatever uh, you swore or you lied or whatever and then you feel such immense yeah. guilt because you're yeah. like eight years old and you're like you gotta pray about it and be like i need I, i'm gonna die like this is bad yeah. and like it's easy just to slough it off and say it's it's harmless it's fine yeah. but like is it i can't imagine <laughs> having that existential crisis yeah. having to lie no, they, i never experienced it's that. terrifying yeah. totally yeah and, and and you know they're they're handing up candies and they're yep. having a ball and they're singing songs and they're sure. making it all this wonderful yeah thing. and they're they're attaching this positive feeling superficial yep. as it is with their religion and their right. group yeah and then that's evangelism and it's happening in our schools during school time yeah on a public school with public funding with secular people attending and right i get that you have to sign up to go that's fine but half my kids class leaves the room and it seems like all that's happening is there's a teacher sitting at their desk on their iPad while the the kids are supposed to read a book and entertain themselves, yeah. mm. quote unquote. They're not getting educated during this period of time, and that's still during school hours. So yeah, and it's exclusive. You can tell they don't like it. Yeah, it makes or it's exclusionary, right? Because now yeah. the kids that aren't a part of it now say the kids that are going, they're like, oh, I'm having a birthday party. Why would I invite that guy? Like, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. good. It's, yeah. It could. Um, it just seems not great. Um, and I feel like this has been a lot of, of religion bashing, which is wasn't the point. <laughs> but, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, but no, that's um, I think they're all valid points um, and it'll probably make a lot of people angry. But that's yeah. but that's at the, the same time, I have 
spiritual people. Yep. I don't know if they'd call themselves religious, but they also have a problem with it. I have church going sure. people that have a problem with the discovery think, time hope, kind of stuff. I hope that it's getting to that point where even the people that are, are religious, um, or spiritual or, or under whatever tent they place themselves. Um, I hope it eventually merges into a thing where it is more about the positive and more about the, you know, like if we can somehow merge it into something where it's a little bit less uh, condemnation and a little bit more, uh, I don't know, happiness. <laughs> well, it's yeah. coming around. I totally yeah. see it all the time. Even when I was a kid, we weren't allowed to have electric guitars yeah. or drums in church. <laughs> right. Well, those came in pretty quick. <laughs> right. And, and then you got some people of color coming through the church and not yeah. that we were overtly racist. No, or but anything, it was but there's, probably implied. Yeah. It was just like, oh, whoa, you know, and, yeah. and now it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Um, people getting tattoos all over the yeah. place that it's all very back in the day, no yeah. way, there's no way. Yeah. In fact, uh, one of the guys at work, I won't say his name, but shout out to him. He might listen to this later. He got a, he got a tattoo, a nice yeah. looking tattoo, and he's got it's got a Bible verse on it. And I just jokingly said to him, you know, someone should do a tattoo of the Bible verse that says "Don't get tattoos." Yeah. <laughs> and he's he's a good guy. I like him. He just yeah. laughed and whatever, and that was yeah. what it was. But religion is changing. Our churches are changing, and they're becoming more and more secular. They, there's a few nuggets that they'll hang on till death yep. almost. Yeah. Um, but as long as um, it can become more tolerant and 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 the religious and non-religious and whatever religion can understand that we need to be separating secular whatever schools yeah. courts yeah. politics from religion we really need to keep that separate because um, who knows maybe the other religion whoever you're afraid of is going to overpopulate Canada eventually yeah and now you're going to be the minority and now their discovery time is going to be in your school that yeah. you are paying for. You're still paying those teacher salaries to be there during that <laughs> class. Yep. And you're still paying the taxes on that school in, indirectly. Yeah. You're not going to be okay with it then. Don't tell me you're okay with yep. it. Yeah. It's not that harmless that's, in a that's sense. That's the same thing once once it stops becoming about Christianity and more broadly about religion in general. Because, yeah. yeah, it's easy to say, no, no, church and state's good. It's great. As long as you're the dominant religion. Totally. <laughs> yeah. I've actually said that to someone once... Uh, because I think there was an article, circ- this was probably, I don't know, 10 years ago or something. There was an article circulating about, I think it was in the U.S. They were teaching, I think they had, were trying to get classes to to write an essay from the perspective of being Muslim. I think it was somewhere in like Carolina or somewhere. And like it became this whole big firestorm as if they were trying to indoctrinate kids into Islam. Yeah. And people were sharing it and having this big all hoopla on Facebook and whatever and and I kind of commented, I was like, it's the same thing with, with Christianity. Why? What's How's it different? And someone made the comment like, wow, Christians don't fly planes into buildings, blah, blah. You know, that all that yeah. type of bullshit, right? <laughs> um, so it's the same thing. I was like, it, it's a valid point. If if now it changes, what then? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it's been interesting. I've watched a little bit. There's a, an organization in the U.S. called Freedom From Religion Foundation. I think I've heard of them, yeah. And uh, they cause a big ruckus, apparently. But they do it through the courts and they do it legally and whatever. One of the interesting approaches they've had to uh, courtyards having nativity scenes at Christmas oh, yeah. or oh, any public offices, the- <laughs> they put up like humanist yeah. booths or displays or, or, or the, statues or the, the Satanists or yeah. have yeah. come in. And because they've made it <laughs> clear in the law now that any religious group can, yep. you can't just. And so then yeah. all of a sudden, all the displays just get kind of taken down. Yeah. And so I think if that would happen in schools, too. Where, okay, well, now we're going to have all the religions have their own discovery time. Then yeah. suddenly that would all get shut Which down. Which I think... So I think you're right. The dominant should. is winning. Yeah. yeah. I think it should be a thing. Like, no matter what you believe, is your faith so... And this is not meant to be pointed at anybody listening to this. But if it hits you, then maybe it should be pointed at you. Um, but 
is, is someone's faith so weak that they can't even hear about another religion and, you know, without yours being right. shifted, <laughs> you know, and it, you should be open to um, exploring other religions. I, I think it's important. Totally. I think they should yeah. have religious yeah. courses in school. Yeah. What about religion? So Not, I yeah, shouldn't exactly. say religious courses, religion right. courses. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. I'd love my kids to learn about Likewise, all the religions yeah. and what do they believe in? What yeah. is yeah. What is it about? I think and it's important it's to know that. Yeah. You can understand each other much better if you yeah. know. And that's why I like to sit across from people from whatever religion they happen to be from. I happen to get together for lunch sometimes with a buddy of mine and his pastor. Yeah. And we just on occasion we'll get together for lunch and we'll talk and we'll do a little bit of debating and sure. talking and chit-chatting. But super cool guys. Yeah. Super easy going. And they worry that I'm going to hell. Great. Okay. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. That's, that's your decision or whatever. Yeah. But we can still get along. And I, I think it's important... And your podcast, part of the reason I want to be here too, is that there's people that can listen to me that never have heard an atheist or an out atheist talk yeah, openly exactly, and, and, and say what they think and, and, and hear them. And they're not, then I can't be a monster as easily. They can't label me as easy when they've heard me speak <laughs> on my own behalf. Yeah. Yep. For you, sure. Yeah. You humanize yourself. Huh? Uh-huh. It's almost like you're in a humanist group. Weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I think that's a good way. We can uh, probably start dialing it down here. Um, so it brought, uh, how many how many people are roughly in the humanist uh, community? We're about almost what twenty eight members I think right now. Okay. Okay. And that's it's I guess Eastman is is kind of broad, but the, is there a kind of a boundary or, or or that sort of centralized around Steinbeck? Um. Well, we meet in Steinbeck, so I guess how far you're willing to drive. Oh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> right. fair enough. Yeah. However you want to word it. <laughs> I, I'd probably drive the furthest. Fair enough. And where where do you live? I live in Landmark. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. So that's yeah, relatively close. Right. Twenty eight people. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. I've I've been I've been interested in your guys's um, community. I guess is is the word. Um. So I might uh, I might pop into one of your open meetings. Do you guys have any meetings like coming up that people can uh, go find if they yeah. want? We to? have one coming up next week, uh, Wednesday. Okay. It's about uh, hi- the history of our skies. History of our skies. History of the skies. Oh, interesting. Okay. Huh. That. Wow. That's astronomy. Yeah. Astronomy. Yeah. Okay. Astronomy. Right. I think it's, it's going to be kind of about what has as we've learned about the skies. You know what we what we've learned through the ages. From Galileo kind of. to here. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's cool. No, I like that. It wasn't. Uh, didn't. Nah, I might actually definitely have to go. Then that, that's that's, yeah, that's intriguing. intriguing topic. It's uh, um. Which day is it? We meet every second. Every second. And. Yeah, every second Wednesday of the month is our official meeting oh, where okay, we'll have okay. a guest speaker. Um, we'll also have one of the members, paying members, say their story. How did they come to the humanist group? And uh, it's really good because then you can see, you know, I'm not the only one who's been down this path. Yeah. And yeah. then you can chat about it later. It's like Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Yeah. <laughs> Except we're not trying to change. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also uh, Thirsty Thursdays. How often is that? When That's on... Yeah, you want to <laughs> it's on the Thursday, a week and one day after our um, Wednesday meeting, which is our Wednesday meeting is always on the second Wednesday of every month. Okay. So our upcoming meeting is October 9th. And that's open to anybody that wants to swing by? It's open to pretty much anybody. We just ask that they are at least friendly. <laughs> Bring your pitchforks right. and your, your picketing yeah. signs. Either <laughs> agnostic or humanist. Yeah. Um, friendly and that they're not sure there just right. to be. where do you guys do your meetings we meet at um what is it called the south what's that it, was, we, it used to be diner on 52 oh yeah okay but in the hotel 
hotel. Yeah, when the, yeah, right. diner okay. of, yeah, we'll meet the diner of the 52 the at the hotel. Right. Road something, 52, whatever. Anyways, the hotel, but right across yeah. from Southland. Yeah. yeah, okay. Right across from Southland, yeah. Fair enough. So <laughs> that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, we might actually be... Uh, we're kind of in discussions to possibly have someone from, from Southland on here too. We'll mm-hmm. see, we'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay, so that's uh, monthly meetings. And, and uh, do you want to shout out the... Um, I guess the Facebook group or any social media you guys actually have, if you want to have more people to reach out to you, it's up to you. Eastman Humanist Community. Uh, that should Facebook. find you a Facebook page. That yeah. should find you a website. I think cool. the Facebook page is more active. Um, and do we have anything else for social media? I don't think so. Like I think, yeah, the public one would be our website. And yeah, so those two should cover what's coming up. You'll okay. get your events, upcoming events, that sort of thing. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, I guess people out there, um, again, we were kind of religion bashing a lot, but uh, we love you. Um, Nothing we haven't done before on this podcast. That is true. Honest. That's true. I've stepped on a lot of toes in my day. So, and I feel like I rambled like a monkey a lot this uh, <laughs> this episode, but uh, it was good. Um, at least I enjoyed it, whether you guys did or not. <laughs> that will remain to be seen. But anyways, thanks for joining us, uh, Pat and Blaine. Um, everybody, go check them out at uh, Eastman Humanist. What is it? Community? <laughs> For some reason, I keep wanting to say society, even though it's not, not what it is. Um, yeah, anyways, thanks, guys. It yeah, it's good. been awesome. Thank, thank you, you for having us and hearing us out. Of course. Yeah, thank you for having us, and it's interesting. I think there's probably many more things we could discuss yet. <laughs> yeah. but I think I think we'll like most of the time we keep saying to people uh, we'll have to have uh, another interview, but <laughs> then we'll definitely have some part twos. Yeah, this this was a good start. Thanks, guys. Thank you.